to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the final podcast on 1 Corinthians 16. It's happening. It's happening. It's been real. It's been good. And uh, we're going to wrap up. What I want you to do right now is I want you to imagine you have every book when it comes to church order and church history, and you are in charge of creating a church service flow. Like <laughs> something happened and everybody's gone. Now you are in charge of doing the, the opening word to the closing. You have one hour to decide what elements of worship are going to be included, mm. what's going to happen. When are you standing up? When are you sitting down? My question to you is, what are you going to include in this worship service? What things? So obviously you have a sermon, right? Obviously. I don't know. Ob- we might have to nix that. Obviously. Let's nix the sermon. That would make us heretics, okay? <laughs> Let's take it down to five or ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what our kids would like. Huh. When is dad going to be done, mom? Yeah. Like, just be quiet. Hurry up, dad. Heard that before. <laughs> no. So you have that. Mm, you have prayer. That's funny. You have singing. What... People right. might not know is that Paul makes the case, and the church historically has made the case that the tith- the giving of tithes and offerings is one of the primary and essential pieces pieces of a worship service. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's so so important. So the purpose of worship is to put all the attention back on God, to glorify God, to enjoy God by enjoying like what He's given us and yeah. giving it back to Him. Mm-hmm. So the Heidelberg Catechism. Um, was written by two young reformers, and they answer these questions when it comes to things of theology, the faith, knowing God, church worship. On the Lord's Day 38, question and answer uh, 103, (laughs) this is what it talks about when it says, what is the purpose of worship? It says these four things, to learn what God's word teaches, to participate in the sacraments, to pray to God publicly, and to bring Christian offerings for the poor. Mm Mm-hmm. And so forever from the early church in the book of Acts to Paul's letters to the church through the Reformation to us today says you got to preach the scriptures, participate in the sacraments, which would be baptism and communion, pray together and take an offering. Yeah, that's what they've held to. Anything other than that is kind of icing on the cake and it's important. So that's where he opens up with in verses one through four, if you want to read those for us. Let's do it. Now about the collection of the Lord's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters to introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. This actually makes so much sense to me because of how often Jesus talked about money. All the time. There's more verses about money than there is about prayer. There's more money, verses. Money, money. It's And so Jesus understood how tightly connected this was money is to our hearts and to our lives and to our spiritual life. Yeah. And so it makes so much sense to me that Paul is saying like, hey, this is actually a big deal. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to stop my letter unless we talk about this. Yeah. So we want to make sure to talk about it. So first of all, he says, set aside money on the first day of the week. Mm. Kind of the language of the first fruits kind of like, it kind of like calls back to also just Old Testament language with offering and. Explain um, that. What's the heart behind that? 
well the heart behind what setting aside the first fruit yeah doing that first right so i mean people say that like the first fruits of a crop or a harvest are the best so that's one reason mm -hmm. another reason is because there's there's uncertainty with what is to come yeah so when we set aside the first fruit then we set aside saying like we, what we tell our kids is we say thank you god Thank you for who you are. Thank yeah. you for how you've given us the ability to work the land or to even in, to be able to have arms, to be able to work in any capacity. And so by saying that, that's saying, God, we trust you. We trust that mm -hmm. you're faithful. And we're actually not just saying it with our words, but we're actually living it with our lives, with our money, with all that we are. And so the first day of the week, the first sum of your money, set it aside yeah. so that you're actually tangibly bodily yeah. doing this exercise and it becomes ingrained so you, in you get our paycheck you yeah. take the 10 percent or whatever number you have peace in your heart about and you give it to the lord non-negotiable yeah now the second point though he says set aside money and he's saying this like publicly to everybody there sure sometimes we can have um, maybe an underlying thought of let's let the just the rich and famous or the wealthy people you know, write the mm. check and, or, or that person over there. And Paul is saying, no, this is something every Christian is yeah. expected to participate in. Yeah. And so whether our kids give dimes. Like happily. That, happily. They're thrilled. <laughs> and, and our goal when we find ways to have them make money is that the reason why is I want them to understand that they're to be good stewards with what God's given them. That's yeah. what, what our heart is behind it. And right now, actually, our kids are like on a roll right now. Like, hey, I, I want to work more. I want—I mean, they're going to be hard workers someday. But what else can I do to work, mom? Can I do this? Can I do that? So if you want your car washed or waxed or something, <laughs> call me. My kids will do it for like ten Let bucks or fifteen yeah. bucks, whatever, and uh, I'll help them make sure it doesn't get too. Well, because we're the language that we use in our family is yeah. we're all part of a team. We're all and part so of a team. There's things that you do for a part of our family. Just because you're part like of the team. Like clean your bed and do dishes. These are things that you're not going to get paid table, for. Clear you're, the table. You're, here. you're just part of the team. And then there are things that go above and beyond yeah. that will pay you. So, you know, whether it's like helping wash, fold, dry, put away one load of laundry. Maybe it's um, completely cleaning with me, the bathroom, meaning like yeah. wipe down the counters. Maybe it's dusting. Maybe it's sweeping. Yeah. What a, it's going above and beyond their age. They're, and so then we decide, we have yeah. a predetermined amount of money that we decide that we will, at the end of the week, that but we will pay there's out. There's only so much we can do at our house where they're going to make us broke. We do have girl. a lot of kids. Yeah. And so you'd think that our house would be really clean then. <laughs> yes. But then it's like just a revolving door. Like, wait, can I do the bathroom again? Like, no, it, it we no, just we did just it 20 minutes it. ago. Yeah. I so, also want to say, though, it's curious, though, when Paul's saying like everyone give like you're saying not just the wealthy, because even now we have things like GoFundMe and the, all these other Internet kind of like uh, donation sites. And they raise thousands and thousands of dollars. And when you look back at a lot of the statistics and the analytics, it's hundreds of people that have donated five bucks, a little bit, one yeah. buck, 10 bucks, whatever yeah. it is. And so it is this idea too, that mm -hmm. Paul's getting at. So, you know, there's the, the side of it, that's the Lord with our heart, but then Paul's also saying collectively as a church body, yeah. we're going to walk together because we have the power to give yeah. in a really powerful and, way. In verse two, he makes it really clear too. He said, in accordance in keeping with your income. And so there's discernment totally. there for based upon how much you're making and what you're living yes. looks like that, you know, maybe one person like Kirby or Cal yeah. or Kit will give dimes yeah. and someone else is going to give a thousand dollars or a hundred dollars. Depends on what your income looks like. Right. He's saying just use discretion and be advised. Yeah. And then verse two, he also says, plan your giving. 
by saving it up. Right. So if you're given the first fruits, you just know when you're making a budget, if you do that, that the first part gets to go to right. the Lord. Um, from there, he kind of transitions. And what I like about this is if you have a Bible with the subtitles, it says personal requests. Right. Well, he's talking about, I'm going to go through Macedonia. Perhaps I might stay with you for a little bit, or maybe I'll even spend the winter with you there. I do mm-hmm. not want you to see you now just in a passing visit. I hope to spend time with you mm-hmm. as the Lord permits. And so what I like about these kind of seemingly just boring verses is that Paul actually has legitimate relationship with these people. Right. He's not just hitting them up for money. He's saying, this is actually what we do as Christians, and I love you, and I can't wait to be with you. He made plans, and just when it comes to making plans, he submits them to the Lord. So is it a bad thing to make plans? Absolutely not. Right. You should do that. Just do not white-knuckle them and cling to them because we don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. Yeah. So whether it's finances or it's relationally, uh, you're thinking about a trip, you know, make a plan, submit it to the Lord and say, God, I trust that your will will be done here and whatever needs to happen will happen. Well, and this is a picture of the church taking care of the larger church. Yeah. And so that's one thing, even how I grew up, like when someone would come to encourage or to preach at our church, they stayed with like me, my aunt, somebody in the church, they didn't get a hotel. They didn't like, we ate around the table. We maybe like they would stay with my immediate family, but then all the church would be invited out for a potluck or like things like that would that remind me of this. That's Paul mm-hmm. saying like, Hey, I'll come stay with you, you know, for an extent. That's the church taking care of the bigger church. Yeah. And then when Paul writes beloved or brothers and sisters, he's saying we have meaningful relationship. Yeah. Verse 13, he says, be on your guard and stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. What's so funny is writing to these people in this Greco-Roman world, the first part of this would make a lot of sense. Be on your guard, right? Or stand firm in the faith. Okay. Be courageous. (laughs) All right, I could do that. Be strong. Oh, all right. Yeah. We got this. And then he goes, and do everything in love. He's almost using military and warfare language and then he brings in love. Right. And that's the way of the Christian. Yeah. Like we are in a spirit war. Mm-hmm. You do need to like suit up and put the armor of God on every day. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to war against spiritual rulers and principalities and all these things. And we're not motivated by uh, a testosterone or adrenaline. We're motivated yeah. by love. And so we go to war and fight for people and against evil things mm-hmm. because that's what God did for us. Yeah. Um, you want to read the last couple of verses? By last couple, do you mean like, 23? Like f- 15 through 18. <laughs> See, that's another example of mutual understanding. Here, yeah. it's like, verses like, 15 through 18? Okay, what are we at? You know that the household of Stephanus were the first converts in Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the Lord's people. Mm. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to submit to such people and to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. I was glad when Steph. I'm saying this wrong. Yeah, Stephanus. You oh, good. Fortunus and a K. K. Kiss. I feel good reading this with you guys because I know you're stumbling with this at home too. So <laughs> because they have supplied what was lacking from you, for they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. Mm. I love that. Again, I think this is one of those things where Paul's saying like, "You, good job." 
like yeah. Clark, Timothy, Achaeus. It's not just kind of a broad, like overstroke. Hey, you guys, I'm super blessed by you. It was like, no, it's personal. And you encouraged me and you refreshed me. And I want you to know that. And so I'm glad. I think these le- that also makes these letters for me, reading them now thousands of years later, I think it just makes them that much more authentic and genuine that Paul had. It was a human. He had relationships. And, and he points us to Jesus. And we yeah. can do the same so thing. As you encourage today, I would say in your encouragement, don't be general. Be specific. Yeah. If you're going to bless a family member or a friend, just don't go, you know, hey, like, thanks for always being there. or Thanks for being so kind. Yeah. You could actually go, you know, hey, thanks for showing up and, and asking me how my day was when you clearly saw I was having a rough day. Yeah. And taking five minutes to sit down at the table and talk to me about it. That really meant a lot. Or, hey, like you're doing such a great job. I was so proud of you when you lost your t-ball game how you went and shook hands with everybody on the other team like that. That's specific. That is like good job with this. And uh, I think that just makes it a little more meaningful. Totally. And as you notice how Paul ends this letter, uh, all of Paul's letters begin pointing to the grace of God and they end reminding us this is all done by the grace of God. And so friends and family, first Corinthians is complete. Thank you for I joining know. us. And uh, tomorrow. If you made it to the end. Yeah, if you made it. We'll be back with the book of Second Corinthians. Let's go. God bless you. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.